This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the red shoes. I didn't bother to look up the tagline. Billy Ray Cyrus? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I am Brett. And we ain't got no Troy. Nope. We didn't chop him up, put him in the trunk of his car. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not a thing that we, we did. We watched a movie. Called Red Shoe. Red. What? Whoa. The shoes weren't red. No. They were pink. They were. That is true. If not louder than it needed to be. So, well, movie was a lie. See you next week. Facebook, email address, blah, 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 blah. Bye. Yep. Done and done. Let's do it anyway. Good episode. Shut up. Oh, my. So this here movie... Starts at the beginning. Like it do. Like all of them do. And there's some, uh, there's some shoes on a subway platform. Pink, mind you. Uh-huh. Pink shoes. And there's a girl that finds them, but yep. then her friend steals them. Right. Right away. And then she puts them on, and she seems happy. Until. Until. The black sludge comes. Mm-hmm. And eats her legs off her feet. Or feet off her legs. Legs off her feet. Sure, sure. And uh, that's that thing that happens first. You can find us on the Facebooks. And then we uh, we meet up with a family. There's lady woman. Yes. Man guy. Uh-huh. And child child. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whatever you just said, lady... Troy's not here to make better names. Lady woman. So lady woman is bad at cooking roasts, we learn. Yep. I don't know. I mean, it looked okay. I figured it was like medium rare, you know. And her uh, her husband, man guy, man guy. He's not very happy with all this. He seems uh, like not a great husband. He doesn't seem to know what the word raw means. Raw is completely uncooked. Yeah, raw is untouched by fire. The roast was medium rare. Okay, rare at worst. Just eat the goddamn kangaroo. Uh-huh. Excellent. It's a child, child. So child, child. Heads off to school but wants to wear the red shoes but isn't allowed for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Let me let me stop you. Uh, Pink. No, these are actually red. Okay, this time they're red. Yeah. But I ain't sorry. Yeah, why start now? <laughs> and uh lady woman yeah that's right tries to convince husband guy man guy man guy to take her child child to dance class but he's all like nah that's woman's the work dance dance class class uh huh and so she loses her kid 
who turns out she went home instead of dance class, I guess. Right. Just in time to see a uh, man guy laying the pipe to some whore. Yeah. And so they uh they they leave and then come back later. Bye. And uh he's laying there with his eye patch and his smoking pillow for whatever reason. Yeah, and then we we jump smash cut to them looking for a new apartment. You see, most people prefer the cooler side of the pillow. I like to set my pillow on fire. Yeah. And my pillows are memory foam. They so rem- they burn. They remember they're on fire. Time. They remember the right amount of fire. That's quality. Your quality. Thank you. Read your book, nerd. So now uh they're they're looking for a place and the only place they can afford is an in some giant high rise that has like the shittiest apartment in the world in it. Uh goddamn squalor, I think is the right term. And it's got everything you'd want in an apartment. Litter. Mm-hmm. Spray paint. Flashy lights. Crazy old lady from the basement. Yeah, she likes to burst in and get removed through a door that's not the front she's door. She's fine. Inexplicably. But it's okay. Yeah, it's totally cool. It happens like seven times a day, but it's fine. Don't worry. Don't don't even worry about it. Just come on down. We got fake doors. <laughs> so, uh, they're hanging out at their new squalor apartment. New squalor. And a lady woman tries to fix the flashy light, but it just results in it exploding. And what was the problem? The ballast. It was the goddamn ballast. It's always the ballast. It's That should be the first thing. Then it exploded. Yeah, and then face. she she goes to the optometrist that I guess she Just works like at. Just like I explode in Chris's face. Ew, no. That's that's real bad that you said that. No, I meant it a different way, no, not you, ejaculate. No, you totally didn't. No, you didn't. Nah. So she goes to her eye doctor slash psychiatrist slash berayer. Yeah, slash friend. Slash friend. And... She gets an eye patch and like your eyes are bad. Your relationship fell apart. You're a bad person. Here's your glasses. Your eyes are worse. Yeah. And then she goes to meet up with the interior decorator to her optometry office. He says not really sure as to what happened. Oh, that man that's already in her house. Not her house, her business. Squalor. The other squalor, not the the squalor she lives in, but the squalor she's going to work in. The opt-squalor. And she meets up with the uh, inferior decorator, because he's bad at it. We'll get to that later. And uh, she she just kind of runs off, doesn't go well, it seems. She tries to get him replaced on the subway ride home. And she sees some shoes in the subway. What color are these shoes? They're pink. They're pink, they ain't red. And she's like, "Hey, these shoes are pretty nice. I'm a, I'm a take them. I'm a shoeaholic." So she she does take them. And she heads home. And uh, she really really likes the shoes. She really, really likes the shoes. Like deep inside her crevasse. Uh, Likes the shoes. It's implied, I guess, but not shown. Not in my head. Okay. And, uh... Child Child wants to wear the shoes, but she's already grown so attached to the shoes that she won't have it. She doesn't want her to hurt her ankles. 
but right before she tells her she doesn't want it to hurt her ankle, she shoves her to the ground. Yeah. There is a strange running theme of child abuse in this movie. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what your kid's doing, push them on the floor. Like you do. I turned out pretty o- bad. Pretty o- bad indeed. So, uh... The the shoes apparently are filling her full of the crazy, it would seem. Because she... She has uh, some freakouts in the hallway, here and there. Did she have one from the window? Uh, no, it was over to the wall, I think. Did the poop drip down her balls? Um, uh, presumably not. I'd hope not. And, uh... There's a, there's some terse back and forth between her and the daughter about who the rightful owner of the shoes are. They argue about the shoes. She pushes her down some more. Uh, she decides that she's into the inferior decorator. Invites him home for dinner. And a scroggin'. And they have a, a, a bad dinner, to say the least. Kid's all like, eh, you're a fucking jerk. You're not my dad. She won't let him have the green things. Yeah. I assume they're salted mint. Probably. Salted mint. And uh, after the, the kids outburst about how she hates this new guy, some uh, crazy lady, presumably the guy that was scrogging her husband, since scrogging is a word we're using all of a sudden? Yeah, today. She bursts into her apartment and yells and screams and demands to see her husband, and that happened. Yep. Nobody really stepped in to stop her. And, uh... I would have punched her in the back of the head. Yeah, the inferior decorator. I see the back of a woman's head, mm-hmm. I immediately go for punch. That's... I a- mean... Alarming. A different string of words. Yes, a better one, I would hope. Woo-hoo-ha-ha-ha. So, uh, the inferior decorator kicks her out. Don't make me bust out the picnic of love. Okay, I won't. Good. <laughs> but he says, hey, look, those shoes would look nice on you. And she's like, yeah, I want you to leave. Because, you know, I had to yell at my kid. A crazy lady broke in. It's I kinda, pushed the kid down some more. It's ruined the mood. So she, All this child abuse and assault has got me completely out of the mood. So the next day, a woman lady heads over to the place the guy's building for her. And she's like, look, we got off on the wrong foot. Why don't we go to dinner and have the intercourse later? Mm-hmm. And he's all like, cool, cool. I can I can pencil you in for some intercourse. As long as there's no child abuse or assaults. And there isn't right now, so good <laughs> enough. <laughs> you got to live in the moment, man. So they, uh, they head off. They have a, a lovely dinner. He takes her back to his weird shanty he lives in or works in. I'm not sure which. A little of both. They have uh, the intercourse. Scroggin'. Yes, the scrogging. <laughs> in. Scrog in. No G. So they have the scrog in no G. <laughs> it's an apostrophe! And uh, she heads home, and the, the creepy lady, what busted in there before, not not the, the one yelling to see her husband, but the other creepy lady. Basement lady. Yeah, that busted in. She looks all kind of panicky, and there's a bunch of like uh, weird hallucinating things that happen. 
And uh, things aren't going super great for her mental state at the moment. So naturally, she gets into another huge fight with uh, Child Child about the shoes. Yep, pushes her down. Smacks her a fresh one. Yells at her. Five across the eyes. Temporary eyeshadow. And then uh, the the lady from the optometry office shows up because they're friends. And she's like, hey, hey, you're going to call the cops. What's going on? I brought this doll or whatever. I'm going to steal these shoes and peace out. Good talk. So she does all those things. Yep. And then she steals the shoes. And they go, uh, you know, she she's walking around looking at wedding dresses. And then uh, some kind of ghost monster throws her through the window. Yep, to the wall. And a uh, bunch of a big, big glass shard falls on her. Yep. And her feet get slid off. Cuts her leg right off her feet. And she uh, she has to go to the cop shop the next day where they're talking to her about the thing and how it's eerily reminiscent of something that happened to some girl on the subway, what with the feet getting chopped off and whatnot and so forth. Probably because her mom pushed her. Yeah, presumably. Ear regardless. Ear regardless. So now she's, uh, she's talking to the cops and she's like, I-, I don't know, man, I don't know about all this. I, I don't I don't know again about this. Still. And uh she gets home and the, the the daughter has the shoes, but the shoes were gone. So now she's like, What? That's weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of these shoes. These are bad shoes, man. She puts them in the rubbish bin. And uh the Bashura, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, that's Korean. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Sudo goes in the basura. She has some kind of... Donde esta mi pistola? I'm not sure. Cayete, Pinocho. Fair enough. Calbron, go ahead. Oh, you told me to Cayete, as I recall. Rapido. Oh, faster is it. <laughs> <laughs> So now, um, I don't know, this movie, uh, it, it kind of doesn't have great transitions from scene to scene, so stuff's a little spotty in my memory. Just like when you start your period? Exactly like that. At some point, they, uh, the inferior decorator and her are on the roof, and they're hanging out, and then the blood snow happens, like, like you do. Yep. Like that Slayer song. Snowing blood. Snowing blood from a lacerated sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pink shoes are horror. Shoved down to your daughter. Now it is snowing blood. Beautiful. They'll know that I know that you don't know that I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she has some kind of crazy fever dream where the kid's trying to jump off the roof, but then the she gets cut off at the leg bits. But it was just a dream. It's okay. Cuts her legs right off her feet. The only threat to that kid is her mother. Yep. Constantly pushing her down and verbally abusing her. So uh, they try to figure out who was on this billboard that caused the snowing blood. So they head to the ad agency. 
And the ad agency lady is like, look, look, this is an old picture, man. We just found it on the internet, so we used it, because that's how copyright works. Yep. So that happened, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now uh, the shoes, they keep getting rid of them. They keep showing back up. There's weird fever dreams. Uh some point, the kid looks like uh, she bleeds out. Wait, we skipped over the part where the kid put on the shoes and turned into a little prostitute. Yes, that happened. So, uh, the, the kid bleeds out, it looks like, and Mom freaks out. And they both wake up in the hospital with the shoes there. It was the shoes the whole time. Yeah, you could tell because they had the shifty eyes. Damn you pink shoes. And uh, we're we're getting some interspersed scenes of what is the past, it turns out, where there's some dancers, and it looks like they're both fighting over the same gentleman. Yeah. Uh, um, uh-huh. Uh, fella guy. Oh, right, fella guy, of course. And, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> where are you at, Troy? Save us. From ourselves. So they're, uh... They're trying to unravel... This whole shoe, uh... Conundrum they're having. You know, what with their disappearing and reappearing... And crazy hallucination fever dream madness. Don't forget pushing down your kids. Oh, and pink shoes. Oh, yeah, also the shoes are pink. That hasn't come up yet. (laughs) I've been pretty quiet about it. This is this is going well. Yep. This yep, is yep, going, yep. going real good. And we haven't used the term gloss over yet. That's a, that's the best sign that we have going for this podcast right now is until that time and right now when I say we haven't glossed over anything yet. We assuredly have. We're doing better than that third from last time that Troy wasn't here. Uh-huh. Low bar, but I'll take it. So, uh, everything's getting tense with everybody. Like boners? Yeah, yeah, like boners. That's exactly what tense means. Good job. You cracked the code. The Da Vinci code? The boner code. Da Vinci's boner. One of my favorite works. Shut up. So, uh, Tensions are heated. Hot boners. And the inferior decorator in a traffic jam one day seems to imply that she knows more about her husband than she's letting on. Dun, dun, dun. Because he knows that she's still married. And the kid said something about dad being cold and wants out. And Which kid? Child, child. Thank you, I was confused. I'm sure you were. If you'd go with the damn names, you wouldn't have this problem. Work hard on them names. And, uh... No, you don't, by the way. Just for the record. Nope, I just vomit them up once the podcast starts. With such hits as Billy Haircut and Child Child. All the classics are here. Except for Billy Haircut. That was a different movie. 
So, somehow or another, thanks, I believe, to uh, the inferior decorator's handy use of microfiche, he learns about the shoe's origins. That's a dead format! It wasn't in 2005 in Korea, apparently. Still. So he uh, he gets the background that the shoes were involved in some sort of murder somehow. With some dancers in the old days. Oh, that's a murder There, I got you, Troy. And uh, he's relaying the story to Lady Lady. Lady Woman. Woman Lady. Madam Person. And she says, huh. I think that the crazy lady downstairs is really in the lady in that story. So we should go confront her about this, because that's what people do. Yep, won't get you killed. And she relays the entire story about the shoes. That back in the day, she stole the shoes for a dancer, because she really wanted the shoes. For or from? From a dancer for another dancer. Well, you know, you make sure you tell the whole story, please. And the shoes give that dancer what got them from her. I'm not- trying to keep a little continuity here, so if you couldn't, you know, keep giving us these sentence fragments, that would be cool. Yeah, I'll try. Child, child. No promises. You're a promise. So, the shoes give her the... Uh, confidence to steal away not only the shoes but uh, her man as well and the original owner of the shoes whose name escapes me uh the previous shoe owner so previous shoe owner catches them scroggin <laughs> and a uh, new shoe owner decides the best course of action that, is that nap Current shoe owner. Current shoe owner decides the best thing to do is murder her. Diddly Erdler. And bury her in a shallow grave in the woods. That's how I want to go. And even old uh, boyfriend guy helps out. But she's not quite as dead as she was hoping. And turns out that hacking off her feet with a shovel to steal the shoes is not only... Wildly inefficient, but made her wake back up to boyfriend guy whacks her in the head with a shovel till she dies. Just like how when you were born. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. If you just you just have to adjust some of the stuff timeline wise. You, you got to get one of those twenty three and me's, and you'll find out that Chris was beat to death to be born. Mm-hmm. Nearly to death. Yep. I've spit in all kinds of envelopes, but... <laughs> they cut his feet off, hit him with a shovel, and here he is. Yep. It's got me into this position <laughs> of power and influence that you see today. Stop touching yourself. Read your book. Never. On both accounts. <laughs> so, uh, the next day, they have a ballet recital or something. Ballet. Sure, whatever. And, uh, old uh, boyfriend guy is racked with guilt and can't even watch the performance. Said he's racked with guilt and can't watch the performance. Good. That's a good bit. That'll play well. That's David Lynch. Thank you. 
And then uh, he, for some reason, ends up on stage where the ghost monster uses a rope to kill both of them and cut her feet off, he says. Oh, a confused. killing rope. And then from that point on, the shoes are cursed. Still pink. And they'll take over your brain parts. And if if you get the shoes and then other people want the shoes and then they'll die and have their feet cut off but then you get the shoes until you don't have them anymore I guess is that the Venom origin story yes you'll see it in the next movie about Venom origin stories well the first one or that that would still be the next one yeah but I mean next would imply there was one before it there was one in the Spider-Mans and the Spider-Mans too. but it wasn't just about Venom oh okay. <laughs> That's the most intelligent thing you've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, Basement Lady says, that's the story. You need to give the shoes back to her or bad things will happen, man. And so they go and exhume the body of the murdered lady and bury her with the shoes. And you know what they say. Sometimes you got to dig them back up to bury them. That classic thing that people say <laughs> all the time. And so, everything's fine. Shoe curse lifted. The hell's your definition of fine? Well, they uh, they did dig up a corpse that was already in the ground. That's pretty good, right? I mean, that's a solid bro move. Yeah, but fine? I mean... Fine is waking up with no bills to pay in a day off. That's, that's pretty fine. Wait, you could do both of those at once? Digging up... No. Digging up a corpse and reburying it? That's not fine to me. That's I'm not like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, that's a solid Thursday. This is, this is right. This is what I should be doing. For who? Would you want the shoe curse? Because that's how you get the shoe curse. A little. Well, then don't dig up the corpse of the murdered ballerina girl from the 40s. Well, then I'm not now. So, uh, turns out, though, that doesn't get rid of the curse. And old, uh... Old lady woman, or whatever, goes to meet up with uh, the inferior decorator. Because he's bad at his job. That's the joke, by the way. I thought I'd say it out loud explicitly because it makes it funnier. Let's see. Let, let's let's pull that apart. Um, when you call him the inferior... Inferior, mind you, decorator. I think that kind of leads them to believe that he's not good at decorating. Oh. If you were an inferior podcaster... How would I be any worse at this than I already am? You're inferior. So you're bad. Oh. But you're okay. Oh. It's because you're adorable. I'm nominal at best. Nobable. Nominal. Nobable. No. What's that I'm get you? Blowjobs. <laughs> Mostly. It sounds sexy and gross. It is. What would you say, sir, is your finest quality? I'm well, sexy and gross. I'm quite knobable. I'm very knobable. Excuse me? You know, knobable. Blowjobs. <laughs> and that's why I didn't get hired... Most places. ...at all jobs. But that place that they hired you at, Jesus Christ, what do you guys do there? A lot my, of knob stuff. My employee record simply says, knobable, <laughs> double underline, exclamation point. This is actually, this is exactly what we're looking for. That's weird. <laughs> We've never been able to hire anyone. 
Thank God you said that you're knobbable. Anyway. <laughs> so, Lady Woman shows up to meet the inferior decorator and sees some other lady leaving. And she confronts him with a face slap because that's how she deals with all emotionally stressful situations. Did she push her kid down first? Probably. Probably on the way out. Off screen. Yeah. She just pie-faced. Just as- assume she door. shoved her kid at some point during she this. She opened the door and the kid's like, oh, look, common courtesy. Nope. Face! And uh, the inferior decorator's like, look, I know what's going on. You know it. I know it. Say it. Say you murdered your husband. And she's just like, oh, I, I never would do oh, such a thing. Oh, the indignity. Yeah. How frightfully <laughs> raucous, she says. And she gets the vapors. Well, nobody's had the vapors for a while. And then she uh, she heads home where Child Child freaks out about, I don't know, something or another thing. Mouse rape. Sure. That seems suitably freak outable. And so they head off to the uh, conveniently located subway station. Yep. And, uh,. Mom's chasing a kid. Kid doesn't want to go to mom. I Maybe the years of physical abuse have something to do with that. Who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't trust her either. She pushed me down all the time. Pie faced me in the lobby that one time. And uh, she thinks that child child is going to jump in front of the subway, but then she doesn't. And then she disappears. So lady woman heads down the subway and thinks she finds child child but it's really a grudge monster and then there's uh there's Wait, what's some... that word we use where we smash together the ring and the grudge the, the rudge the rudge yeah the rudge monster the rudge monster and then uh she freaks out and but the the ghost of the murdered lady from the 40s shows up and she's like yeah you think you're slick but you murdered everybody didn't you yeah i know what's up you murderer and she's all like, nah, nah, I didn't murder a bunch of people. That's not a thing. Nah, bruh. And the, the ghost monster's like, oh, yeah? Well, here's all the murders you committed. What about these corpses? And turns out that she killed the kid at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Killed a friend. Yes. Killed the husband with a combination of poison in his pillow fire. And that thing she hooked up to his eye. Yeah, it was a shoe. And it was confusing the way it was clearly a shoe. Shut up, it wasn't clearly a shoe, or I would have not said what I said. It was clearly a shoe. Hey, me ain't no stupid. Fair enough. And, uh, she's, uh, overcome by the ghost monster who does your classic reverse crab walk upside down rudge monster move. Now, is this rudge monster the rudge monster of Christmas past or Christmas future? Uh, the one from the future from the past. Hmm. So 3,000 years ago. 3,000 years later, the uh, Rudge monsters took over the world. And then somebody's dancing. Pink shoes for everybody! And I think it's supposed to be Child Child in the future, but maybe it's not. Did she have the pink shoes? And I don't remember. For heaven's sakes, why not? Because I stopped paying attention. What in the hell do I pay you for? You don't. I don't have any fucking money. And then uh, the the last scene is 
some lady finds the shoes who's rollerblading. I guess that happened. I don't know who that was. The end? End! And that's a poor retelling of the movie. That's the best we could do with what we had to watch. What do you say, Brett? That movie was hard to follow. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I like the uh, I like the environment of the whole thing. That was nice. It was creepy the whole time and kind of surreal. And like Chris said several times, kind of fever nightmarish the whole time. Um, it was confusing. I mean, the main point, sure. The you steal that dead lady's possessed pink shoes, so you're gonna kill everybody. Yeah, I get that. But it's mostly all that stuff in the middle that was just kind of confusing. I feel like this movie could have been 20 minutes long. Uh, none of the actors really stood out to me. Uh, Child Child took a pretty good punch. So I guess she was the best one. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever watched, but it's not The Devil's Rejects. So... What what would you say between Nabra and Lit Fam? I wouldn't. It's aight. Yeah, I guess that seems fine. It's aight. Troy. Uh-huh. You've been awful quiet, Troy. What I you... thought it was the most reasonable film I've ever seen. Mm. Lit Fam. Ah, yes. Yes, quite. Mm. Thank mm. you, Troy. What do you think, Chris? Well... Troy, that's... Yes? <laughs> it was, uh... wasn't terrible. It was interesting enough. It definitely was suitably creepy. The fever dream stuff, some of it was pretty intense. There's a lot of blood and viscera. And it was suitably unsettling when it felt like being... Viscera's murder time inert slime for you layman. Yeah, and it was just the the transitions from scene to scene were very abrupt sometimes. Like, uh, it's not implicit that she has left her husband. I mean, they're looking for a new apartment, so you figure they're not together anymore. But for a movie that's pushing two hours, you think they could have weaseled a scene in there where they're like, you cheated on me, bye, or something. I mean. Nah, she just left, bro. She was the, it's like the first third has some pacing trouble like that, where stuff just kind of happens abruptly. The scenes don't really go real smooth. But once you get into the, the second third, it starts flowing a little better. It's a little more focused at that point after they get the kind of initial exposition stuff out of the way. It was definitely suitably creepy in spots. It had a okay backstory for the shoes. I mean, it all kind of makes sense. It's not... Pretty good creep factor. I like the way they retold us what happened. Not the worst thing I'd ever seen. It would have been a lot worse if there was no explanation whatsoever. I think some of the, the disconnect I get is just because it's uh, it's Korean. 
So there's probably just some cultural stuff at play there that I don't pick up on because, you know, I'm not Korean. Like pushing your kids down every time they want to wear a pair of shoes. But if, uh... I push Chris down when he tries to wear my shoes, but he knows that's coming. Yeah, I do it for the push. <laughs> he doesn't really want the shoes. He just wants to get pushed down. Yeah. No, I say give this one a go, especially if you're interested in Korean movies or you just want something a little different, not your normal fare. So you'd say it's aight. Well, I mean, my my opinion the exact is, is words would be is not that it's aight. No, I wouldn't say that at all. Say what? The thing you said. What? Which one was that? I said a lot of stuff. I can't be expected to keep track. Oh, I know. No, I said give this one a go. I give it a. I give it a watch. It. It's a nice change of pace. If you're tired of your slashers and whatnot, want something a little more low key. But when they go for it, man, they go for it. Yeah, yeah. I like the Rudge monster. That was fun. Yeah, the buckets of blood are fun. Yeah. So thanks to Kylie for that one. So question: When I'm not here, uh huh. Does anybody ask me for my opinion? And then talking a voice like this. Well, it was a movie. No, we there don't. were people in it. Oh, we this is how we assume that Brett talks. No, we don't want your opinion when you are here. <laughs> Much less when you're not. True. Well played, Meat Whistle. Oh my. Oh my. So, we, Brett, what if other people wanted to recommend movies? You're the one that's knobbable. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> You always got it out. Can't help but notice. Uh, what? What if other people wanted to watch a movie? Recommend a movie? Whatever. Do the thing. Just do the damn thing. I guess they'll figure a way. And by way figuring, I mean they can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They can email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. The most direct route is slaughterhouseprincess.com. Dot com. You can find us on iTunes. Give us some five-star ratings. They feed our families. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We've got a neat little thing where we watched all of The Living Dead on YouTube. Also, Brian hit me with that bass pedal. Uh, Reddit, uh, SHP Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Slaughter Prince. Uh, you can holler at us more directly on the fly at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. You can give us some money at store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. You can put our kids through college at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you check the outro from like three weeks ago, there's some weird kind of email scam. I'm just going to leave it at that. The work is up to you. Yep. More on that later when Troy's back and he knows more details. So come back next time where we're going to watch Little Otik, whatever that is. I don't know what that is, but we're going to watch it. And since Troy's not here, I'll say Troy's thing. While other podcasts think about movies, we drink about movies. Do it in Troy's voice. When other podcasts think about movies, we drink about movies. Bye.
hands. Too small. 